Welcome to the Who Day Talk podcast, and we got a lot to cover today. It is Brayden and Jay here. Today we are going to be talking about the Bengals' surprise move by releasing George Iloka and preseason week two analysis. So, speaking of that, let's dive into it. How do you feel about the Bengals releasing George Iloka? That was a surprise move. I mean, it makes sense on a scheme, defensive team standpoint. Uh, Ayoka, he kind of limits them just because if he's on the team, they're not going to bench a guy like that. I ex- I'm expecting that this move came from the front office and not from someone like Marvin or Terrell Austin necessarily. Or not Terrell Austin, the defense backs coach. But Terrell Austin definitely had his hand in this. Um, he wants to have a, a pretty versatile defense, and having Ayoka on that team, he doesn't fit the cover one, like the single high stuff that and the, the or single high stuff and three safety stuff that Terrell Austin is trying to do, especially the single high. But now that Ioka is gone, it's going to allow Sean Williams to play in the box more and base to be the true three safety that they've been looking for since Reggie left. Yeah, and you basically covered it. This is, even though the Bengals said financial, I think it's more of a scheme thing, but it also does make sense financially. And I don't know if you guys saw, but according to reports, Sean Williams beat out George Iloka as did Jesse Bates, and they didn't want to pay Iloka $5.3 million to be sitting out, and he doesn't fit that three-safety defense. So they just didn't want to pay him that money if he isn't going to be what the Bengals need from him. So that right. money will, will yeah. probably go into re-signing Atkins and Dunlap. True, and at the same time... Uh... I don't know if it was purely financial reasons, like I said, just because there's three things that played into it. I think his play definitely played into it, and the scheme. I'm going to include that in one. The financial reasons were a part of it, but if it was only financial reasons, Michael Johnson would have been the first one gone because defensive end depth is a lot... Defensive end group is a lot more deep than the safety group is. Um, so if it was just purely financial reasons, Michael Johnson would have been gone. Yeah. Um, and the last thing is... I. There may have been something other than those two reasons. So I don't know if it's a political thing because George Ayoko did say some stuff about Trump. He's, I wouldn't call him like polarizing, but he is a guy that he speaks his mind fairly often, no matter, even if he says it in a more conservative way. And not conservative politically, but conservative, like quietly and sugarcoated. But that might have had something to do with it. I'm not saying it was. Um, or maybe there was something in training camp that team, there the team didn't like. Maybe he had an issue with another player, or I mean, I I find it hard to believe they cut him over another player just because he's a pretty big veteran on the team. But I mean, maybe if it was someone like AJ Green or Andy Dalton, I mean, we don't know, but maybe that has something to do with it. But uh, with that being said, we should just preseason week two analysis and. Just leave that where it was. Yeah. So going into that, we might have won the game. And I don't know about you, but I was very disappointed in our starting offense. It just looked like the offense we had last year. It, I think it looked a little bit better, but not much, which isn't, it isn't good. I mean, the right tackles played god off. I mean, Hart looked like Cedric <laughs> two years ago. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't, the tackles look so bad. Except for Cordy Glenn, but yeah. Cordy Glenn didn't even play all that great. Yeah, he was fine in the pass game, but he was really struggling the run game. But yeah. I thought it looked like rust more than anything else. He just and didn't look up to speed. Yeah. But, I mean, 
I don't even know if Cedric or Woody, he's going to make this team. I know they wanted to try him out with Frank Pollock, but he just has not shown anything. He, Nothing. No like, potential. He's getting destroyed against backups. I think no matter who he's against, he's just automatically going to get destroyed. Honestly, yeah. I mean, I agree. Um, another thing, I didn't think William Jackson played as great as he has in the past. Mm-mm. He gave up that TD, and more specifically, he needs to play bigger and stronger when he's in small spaces and impress. But he, he didn't play much impress in the last game, but I'm mostly talking about that touchdown where he wasn't physical enough. Yeah, you could argue there was a bit of a... You could argue there's a bit of a push-off, and I think Iloka was supposed to be in that zone before he ran up, but that was just kind of a play that fell apart for us. Not I everybody did a pretty job. bad play call by Terrell Lawson. I don't think they should. I think I'm, I'm not 100% on this. My memory's a little faded, but I'm pretty sure William Jackson was in man on that play, and I don't think he should have been in man. I think they should have been straight zone, yeah. back close to the goal I- line. I, I think I Loka was in zone because he was just kind of standing there, standing there, and kind of went after the quarterback. That kind of helped open that up. Yeah, I know. I thought William Jackson was in zone. He just wanted to close the line. I thought he was backpedaling yeah. and not really playing man. I'm not positive. Don't quote me. But uh, another thing to up note on the first teamers, um, Preston Brown, he didn't play good in coverage. Mm-hmm. I said this when they signed him. Everyone was saying how much he was using nickel in Buffalo. Um, I didn't really see the great coverage guy when he was in Buffalo, and it's not showing now. Just proves, I mean, our linebackers are the worst group on the team, and as long as our linebackers are bad, we're going to continue to struggle because when teams run through us, it's not on the defensive line. Sometimes it is, but 99% of it is on the linebackers, not getting behind the line and... Yeah, just you know, back what you said of Preston. He's someone who we really need to step up in coverage these first four games because we won't have perfect. And he's just he's a two down backer. You you really don't want him in coverage. I think you saw that halfback screen. He just got got outran. He doesn't have the speed required you want in a coverage linebacker. Yeah, I tend to agree on that. Um, another thing is Evans and Vigil. Played decent. Uh, Vigil was good in the run versus the run. Evans played decent in coverage. Uh, I mean, the defense didn't look terrible, but they didn't look as good as I would like. Yeah. Uh, they just gave up one or two bad plays. Yeah, I think. Well, I think the offense put them in bad position by not doing anything. Then Dallas were having these longer drives. Defense wasn't getting as much rest. Kind of a problem we had last year. Yeah, oh, another thing to mention, Andrew Billings played very, very, very well. I'm excited like about him. Top, he played like a top 10 nose tackle. Oh, he did. I, rem- I remember one play, he just, it's a four-yard la- loss. He just went through that Dallas line like it was nothing, and Dallas has one of the better lines, too. Yeah, that that was, that made me happy. Um, Let's see, one, one other thing, uh, on defense, at least. Jesse Bates, uh, he played very well versus the run, I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think this was part of the reason that went with Iloka. According, like, I'm not, I can't say this for sure, so don't quote me on it. But according to reports, the Bengals have been planning this Iloka cut for a while. When they brought in Eric Reed, I I think the plan was that they sign him. Iloka goes, and 
they wanted to make sure Jesse Bates could tackle on an NFL level, and their plan was if he could, then Iloka's gone. So that's why they did it now. That's interesting. I mean, I don't know. I think I don't think Eric Reed is ever going to sign here, I, honestly. I think he was a backup plan if we didn't draft somebody. I, I, I still don't think so, because he visited before the draft, right? Yeah, but I, I'm just reading something Geoff Hobson said. He And I'm not a big Hobson fan. He's wrong on a lot of stuff, but during Reed's visit, before the whole national anthem protest thing broke out, he said he thinks he was a backup plan if the Bengals don't draft a safety, but I don't know for sure. That's just Hobson talking. Yeah, and I don't know if I talked about Westerman yet. Did I? No. No, well, Westerman should start. I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, it's, yeah, he needs to start. Dude, is there something we don't know about going on in the locker room with him? Because it seems like all the coaches don't like him, but he's played like the second-best guard. I don't. I feel like Frank Pollock is more saying that just to humble him, but at the same time, I think you've got, like, when a player's that young, you got to give him confidence. Yeah. I mean, and that's another thing about, I know I'm switching topics, but, William Jackson is playing almost a little bit too cocky. He's relying on his coverage skills a little bit too much. Yeah. And it's great, but he needs to chill down and play a little more conservatively. Um, the running backs, Chalk uh, Carson and Brian Hill, are making the competition very interesting because Mark Walton is playing very, very bad. Uh, Brian Hill and Chalk Carson they both are playing like second string running backs who have potential of starting in the league one day. Um, Brian Hill is playing like a three down back. I mean, he's great in the pass or he's great catching the ball. He's pretty, he's pretty shifty and electric running the ball. I mean, he's a great player. Yeah. He had that four play drive where he literally did everything for a place, 59 yards. Then, three-yard touchdown reception. I thought that was awesome. And, you know, we had a glimpse of him last year against the Lions that he really impressed. And I think and I think the Bengals will keep four running backs, and I think Hill will win it out. Yeah, I, I think Hill definitely is going to beat Carson. I, I don't want to say – it's a, a surprise cut. Could be Mark Walton. I don't think it's going to happen. But, like, if any draft pick was going to get cut, I think – it's either going to be Mark Walton or uh, Andrew Brown. I don't think they're going to cut any cornerbacks now just because they just got Ioka. But Woodside. Mark Walton could be a dark horse. I know it's not likely because he's a fourth-round pick, but he has been playing awful. Mm. Absolutely awful. Yeah, I mean, you could argue the line that wasn't was worse for him than the other two running backs, but at the end of the day, the same line, Walton wasn't producing, Hill and Carson was. Well, uh, I mean, Hill and Carson are more capable of running right up the middle. They're not as zone-oriented as Mark Walton and Joe Mixon are. And that's why I think we're seeing Gio Bernard, Chuck Carson, and Brian Hill outperforming Mixon and Walton, just because Walton and Mixon are more zone-oriented backs. Uh, or at least the Bengals are playing them that way, or they're playing that way. They're definitely capable of running straight up the middle, but I don't think they're doing that right now. And a bad line makes it hard to run a zone-oriented scheme. Yeah, but when I've rewatched Walton, it just seems like he isn't making the proper cutbacks, not reading the oh, defense yeah. like he should. And I mean, you could argue just rookie stuff, but to me, that's not a real valid excuse. He needs to just play better because he's 
not the third best running back. He's the fifth best right now. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. Um, last thing, or, last two things from me. Uh, John Brown, he played very well. He deserves to, a chance at earning a roster yeah. spot. How does Marvin, Marvin not make it a... How does Marvin not make it a kicking competition? Like, what's the problem with it? Like, I don't understand. It's, he's just, he's out there. I don't like, Marvin, he's just, some, lately he's been showing me, like, signs of change, like cutting Ioka or cutting LaFell, cutting Maluga, and then he just does stuff like this. What do you Favors and incumbent, incumbent. Yeah, I can't say it right now. I don't know why, but he's he's trusting a guy like Randy Bullock over competition. And I, every competition is good for everyone. Yeah. And I don't know why he's giving giving Randy Bullock the benefit of the doubt when he hasn't done anything to earn it. Yeah. I'm- I just don't see why you wouldn't want competition. I'm not even saying gift him. Like I can get why you have some fears with Brown. Like he's never exactly. kicked under pressure or anything like that. But at least give him a chance. Exactly, and that's why I think he may be a dark horse for the practice squad. Um, when do you want to come out with our updated fifty threes? Ah. Maybe. After next preseason game, because right, next so. week is week three to preseason, and I know the Bengals said they have a game plan going into this preseason game, so I think we'll get a good look of a lot right. of stuff. So, everyone expect the uh, 53-man updated roster predictions, and you want to do practice squad or not? Uh, yeah, why not? Expect those two to come out next week along with the preseason week three analysis. Um, we'll try and keep it quicker than last time, because last time it was like 45 minutes long. Uh, but we'll try and touch on it a little quicker. But uh, I think that's all we have for today. Mm-hmm. Uh, who day? Who day?